Welcome to the NASCAR Field Filler Podcast. Check out our new website for all your news, updates, and episodes at NASCARfieldfiller.com. We have one spot left in the field, so let's fill up the last row with our host, Vanilla Wafers. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the back of the field. This is Vanilla Wafers, and thank you for tuning in to the Field Filler Podcast. It is now week four of the 2021 season. We're going to have every single series racing this weekend. It's going to be the trucks, the Xfinity, and the Cup. And where are they going? They are now going to the West Coast, Viva Las Vegas Motor Speedway. It's going to be an action-packed weekend. But first, before we make our dumbass picks at the casinos, let's first look at our fancy picks so at least we win at something because who knows, maybe some of us will be dumb enough to put Quinn Hoff as our top pick. I mean, if he does win, you might get a million dollars, but you're going to be high as a kite if you think he's going to win. So let's get into it. Let's look at the top picks for our fantasy draft here for Las Vegas. Alright, so we know how the dealio works. We're going to look at the top dogs, then the dark horses, and the guys you might want to take a chance on. We already know, 10 picks for each driver for the regular season. You can only pick 6 drivers. One of them will be in the garage. We got that all settled. Let's move on to the first pick, and that is going to be Joey Logano in the number 22 for Penske. Joey Logano has absolutely dominated the spring race at Las Vegas. His last few finishes, he's been on the podium. If not then, he's been victorious. He's absolutely kicked ass at Las Vegas Motor Speedway and his mile and a half program hasn't been too bad either with an average point score of 40 points and then at Las Vegas his average point score in the last five races being 47 he is by far one of the best picks to have on your fantasy roster for this weekend Next person I have here is the number 19 of Martin Trex Jr. Martin Trex Jr. has made the list quite a few times, so maybe your picks are running a little slim on him. But Vegas has been very kind to the 2017 champion. The driver in the number 19 car has scored on average 45 points at Las Vegas. And it hasn't been just a fluke either. His program with the mile and a half has been about on average 41 fantasy points. So with a victory just a couple of years ago at Las Vegas Motor Speedway, wouldn't be a bad idea to put him on your roster. He is a really good top pick to go with this weekend. Next driver I'm going to include is probably the one that everyone has on their top pick. Oh my god, it's a mile and a half. I know who I'm going with. That's the number four of Kevin Harvick. And honestly, there's no reason why you should disagree on this because let's look at his averages. At mile and a half, he has the highest average finish and fancy points at mile and a half and then Las Vegas he scores on average 44.5 points in the last six races he is so damn good at mile and a half now I know Homestead was kind of a letdown he did what he was able to still get a top five so you can still feel optimistic about this weekend maybe not so much as he did in 2020 but still you can bet that he's probably going to score 40 or more points in this race. Wouldn't be a bad idea to put Kevin Harvick on your roster once again for Vegas. Fourth person I'm going to add on to the top dogs. That is going to be the number two of Brad Keselowski. Brad's average at mile and a half as well as Las Vegas is not really as good compared to the first three drivers, but don't let that discourage you too much. He still has really great results here, including a victory a few years ago at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. His mile and a half package is still really good compared with these guys. The only difference is when he's not doing good, he really falls off. But 
He's only really had one bad finish at Las Vegas in the last few years, and that was the most recent race, and that came down to kind of a pitch strategy, so can you really blame him too much for that? And then the other one was a race, I think, at Chicago um, is where I got this here, where he finished 19th and only scored 23 points. That can really offset the points average, so I wouldn't consider him, like, a weaker top dog. Maybe not as high as someone like Joey Logano. I think his teammate's still going to be a little stronger. But I would seriously consider putting that two machine on your roster. He still has a lot of talent at this racetrack, and he can still provide you a good weekend here in the fourth week. Then the last one I want to include is Chase Elliott in the number nine. Chase Elliott is kind of an interesting one to put on this list because his mile and a half package is similar to Brad Keselowski where he scores on average 39 points. Vegas, though, his average is the lowest, and I mean it's almost five points lower than Brad Keselowski at 34 points. Why did I include him as a top dog then? Well, the thing is, when I look at his finishes, they're not that good. 22nd last race, then 26th in the spring race at Vegas, and then, but before that, he finished 4th, 9th, and then he got a couple of DNFs. So why in the world am I including Chase Elliott on this list? Well, the thing is, he in those races where he finished outside the top 20, he still scored more than 30 points for fantasy. That means he was up front on both stages before he ran into trouble. Now, it's kind of a risk. You, I mean, you do got to admit, you're seeing a guy that may not be able to seal the deal here at Vegas. But we already know Chase Elliott can overcome struggle. I mean, there's many times where he's had to start at the back or start with some really rough finishes and then all of a sudden put one strong one together. He's been in this spot many times before, and that's probably why he's the 2020 champion is because he can do that. So I feel like Chase Elliott could be a surprise winner here compared to the other four drivers I mentioned. Yes, his finishes aren't there, but if he can put a good finish together, we might see him as high as 52 points for your fantasy roster. I'm willing to take that chance. However, it is taking a spot away from one of the road courses, so you don't have too many options with Chase Elliott outside of those races. So if you do want to take a risk with him, he may pay off dearly, but if you want to save him for another race, I'm perfectly fine with that as well. So those are my five picks. I got Joey Logano, Martin Trex Jr., Brad Keselowski, Kevin Harvick, and Chase Elliott. Now let's move on to the Dark Horses. The first Dark Horse I have on here is the number 48 of Alex Bowman. Alex Bowman, believe it or not, does really good when it comes to Las Vegas. His average fantasy points when it comes to mile and a half has been 34 points. And then at Las Vegas, it's been at 30 points. Now that's including some rough finishes a few years back when he finished 19th and 16th, when he was still fairly new to Rick Henrik Motorsports. Can you give him a little bit of grief for that? Eh, maybe, but that's kind of like the newer Alex Bowman. The most recent Alex Bowman, he's starting to become a veteran out on the racetrack. He's putting solid finishes together in that number 48 machine so far. Hey, this might be a really good opportunity for Alex Bowman to maybe get a podium finish. I mean, let's look at his last three finishes at mile and a half. Third, fifth, and eighth. And that top five finish, the one where he finished fifth, that was at Las Vegas last year. So he does really good at this racetrack. Wouldn't be a bad idea to keep Alex Bowman on your roster for this week. 
The next person I have on this list is the number one of Kurt Busch. Now, Kurt Busch, yes, he is the most recent winner here at Las Vegas, but that's not the only reason why I'm putting him on this list. The reason why I'm putting him on his list is he's had a lot of momentum at the beginning of this year. I mean, he has been a pretty solid racer here at the beginning of the season. And you know what? It's going to probably carry on into Las Vegas. I mean, I would be super pumped up to go to the most recent racetrack I won at. I almost said waste track like I'm a three-year-old. But... Not only that, I mean, look at Homestead. He kept up with those leaders the whole entire time. And then his last few finishes at mile and a half, they've been top tens. He did suffer an engine problem at Kansas, but can you really hold that against him? I really don't think so. And the last few DNFs have came from two years ago when he was with the number 41 car. I think Kurt Busch can get a top five in this race once again. I don't know if he's going to go for the victory, but he's definitely going to be a really good pick to have as your third or fourth guy for Las Vegas. Next one I have here, let's include his brother, let's include Kyle Busch. Now, Kyle Busch is not a top dog in this race. I don't know what it's been about Las Vegas, but this racetrack gives no love to the natives. I mean, look at Kyle and Kurt Busch. They finally got their first win there last year, and it wasn't even Kyle Busch. It was Kurt Busch. So, I mean, with Kyle Busch, his average point score here has been 30 points in the last few races. I mean, the only good thing that's really come out of Kyle Busch at this racetrack was that famous quote that he had when he ran to the 52 car, I'm just here so I don't get fined. I mean, that's really the only top thing that has really happened for him at Las Vegas, and it wasn't even a good thing. He was pissed off at, at the end of the race. So, Kyle Busch, I mean, he could finally put it together, but it's kind of a stretch. That's why I'm considering him more as a dark horse than as a solid pick to go with. If you want to, I mean, he's had some good finishes there. Or a few years back, he was finishing in the top three, scored um, a third and then a second place finish uh, a few years ago. However... I don't know if I rely on it too much. That's totally up to you, though, going into this race. All right, let's include last week's winner. Let's throw him in here. Let's include the number 24 of William Byron. William Byron has been really good at the mile and a half, and now that he has Rudy Fogle, I think he's going to be doing even better. I mean, at Las Vegas last year, wasn't really the best finish, only got 13 points. Year before that, 22nd, another rough finish, but he was similar to Chase Elliott. He scored 27 points. And then the other ones, he got top 10, scored 39 points. And then at Kansas, he scored 30 plus points. He has been doing really good at mile and a half, tracks that are similar to Las Vegas. So it wouldn't really surprise me if I see him up front again for this week, because honestly, his skills have been starting to show at these racetracks. And William Byron, I know you probably haven't used more than two picks on him at most so this would definitely be a good time to use him as your fourth or fifth pick go with the momentum go on tracks that you know he's been solid at this is a good chance to include William Byron this week at Vegas and then the last one we're going to throw all the Henrik cars here into the top 10 how about the number five of Kyle Larson here's his last few finishes at Vegas ninth eighth twelfth second and third average point score at Vegas 37 points Honestly, I feel pretty bad including him in the dark horse list because he should be more of a top dog guy. I feel like he's way better than people like uh, Kyle Busch, Kurt Busch, William Byron. His finishes have been pretty solid in that five. At Homestead, I said he would do really good, and he was up there the whole entire time. Another track he does really good at. Don't know if it's going to be like Homestead per se, but he'll definitely be up there for sure. And definitely um, a good chance to put him on your roster again. Uh, definitely a fourth or fifth 
pick at worst. And then at best, he's a third or second pick. So definitely consider the number five for your roster this weekend. So those are our dark horses. The number 48 of Alex Bowman, Kurt Busch in the number one, the 18 of Kyle Busch, the 24 of William Byron, and like I said, the number five of Kyle Larson. Now let's go through these guys real quickly. Let's go through the guys that you may want to take a chance on. These are definitely six-pick guys, not guys that you want to put over the others. So here's the first one I'm going to look at. Let's look at Austin Dillon. Austin Dillon has been, on average, 24 points here at Las Vegas. His mile-and-a-half program, and as well as RCR, you can even include Tyler Reddick on here, has been pretty solid. They've been running near the top 10 in all those races and honestly can score, on average, 28 or more points. That's never too bad. Um, this track is a little bit lower for him compared to other tracks, so that's why he's more of a take-a-chance guy than he is a dark horse. But it wouldn't be a bad idea to throw the number three car as your sixth pick. Next one we have here is the number 17 of Chris Busher. Chris Busher here at Las Vegas has been pretty good. Average point score 22. However, what I saw last week where he was able to win stage one, it got me thinking... Could we be seeing Roush Racing starting to make moves in the right direction? And could we see the number 17 car now starting to get more top 10s? I don't think it's going to be a victory this weekend, but maybe they're slowly starting to turn things around. I don't know. If you got some solid guys that you think are going to be near the top and you don't really got to worry about them wrecking out or having a crappy race, maybe throw the number 17 in there. Maybe you can try to get him in there, and maybe he can replace someone who was in the 10th spot. Maybe he can even finish 7th. I don't know, but Chris Buescher could be a really good option for this weekend. Next one. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I got to include them. I got to give him one more chance. That's the number 21 of Matt Benedetto. Matt Benedetto finished 2nd here twice last year. I cannot keep him off this list. He likes Las Vegas. And when he was with the number 95 car, he finished 21st both times, which really wasn't that good. And then the number 32 car, he was right around there. So my fear is, this is my fear. Are we going to see the guy who can barely get a top 20 this weekend? Or are we going to see the Matty D that got the two top twos last year? It's going to be very, very hard to say at this point. Honestly, with the struggle this year, they got to turn something around. It could be right here. They could be going, putting all their chips on the table at Sin City. I, I realize how cheesy that joke is, but I'm serious. He could be really good in this race, and with those two second-place finishes, how could you not want to take a chance on him? Please keep the number 21 on your mind for this race. Trust me, there is possibly a chance that he can finally get everything going in the right direction. Next one I have here is the number 47 of Ricky Stenhouse Jr. I did not think I would include him on any other racetrack besides um, the plate races. But here we are right here um, with Las Vegas and his average point score hasn't been too bad here. Scoring on average 24 points and honestly a mile and a half all around 24. Now is that the best score in the world? No, I wouldn't really say that. However, we saw it again at Homestead. He can run near the front when it comes to these tracks. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe JTG Daughtry Racing is starting to put stuff together at these intermediate tracks. Maybe we can finally see Ricky Stenhouse Jr. run up there near the front, not just at the beginning, but maybe he can finish it out in the end. And we did see that actually at one point. Last year in the spring race, he finished third place. It's definitely something to consider. At best, though, a six pick. 
And the last one I got to include here is the number 34 of Michael McDowell. I mean, this year has been absolutely shocking to see that number 34 car run as well as they have ran this year. I mean, in all honesty, I thought this was Michael McDowell's make or break year. If he doesn't get any solid finishes at the road courses, I thought he'd be done. And then he wins the Daytona 500. He gets a top 10 at Homestead, which nobody saw coming. I mean, who knows what this number 34 team can do now? <laughs> I mean... With the other Take a Chance guys, I feel more comfortable with them, obviously. However, the number 34 car is running on so much momentum right now, I wouldn't be surprised if they get another top 10. I don't think they're going to be scoring about like 40 points or anything like that, but they could still get like 28 or more points if they're able to get that top 10 once again. And by all means, it can happen. I'm really excited for this front row motorsports team to be running up front like this. This is really cool to see one of these smaller teams compete with the big dogs. But if you want to keep uh, supporting this guy, if you think he can get another top 10, I by all means, I don't disagree with you. I think there's a good chance he can do it once again. Uh, average point score, 10 at Las Vegas. Yeah, you're not looking at the average here. You're looking at the momentum of the 2021 season if you put him on your roster. And those are the five ticket chance guys. Austin Dillon, Chris Buescher, Matt DiBenedetto, Ricky Stenhouse, and Michael McDowell. And that will conclude our fantasy rosters. Before we go, we still got one more award to announce. This award is going to be on its own more than likely since Radioactive usually comes on Tuesdays. We already got the podcast recorded beforehand. So we're going to talk about the Soap Award, the award that is given to the driver who is absolutely disgusting over the radio, says all the curse words, and you just want to give him a bar of soap so he can clean out his mouth. This is the one where we got a sponsor, Just Luxurious Body Soaps. I hope you guys have checked them out. They have been a great partner with us, and our eventual goal is to actually send a bar of soap to one of the drivers. I don't know if that's ever going to be possible, and I think if that does happen, we might get a complaint from one of those drivers, but it's okay because we already know we're going to send it to Kyle Busch, Maybe maybe he'll just have a clean face for the next race. I don't know. But believe it or not, it is not Kyle Busch who wins the award this week. I actually have to give it to his partner, and that is Martin Trex Jr. in the number 19. And the reason why I'm giving it to him, I mean, yes, we did hear Kyle Busch screaming about how bad he sucks at the racetrack, which he did this weekend. However... You know what Chase Elliott used to say? If you don't got something nice to say, don't say nothing. And Martin Trex Jr. didn't have anything nice to say about his own teammates out of all people. He yelled at Denny Hamlin. He gave crap to, I do believe it was Kyle Busch as well. I mean, you can't be like that to your teammates. You need a soap award. You need to clean up your act. And you need to be nicer to your teammates. So congratulations to you. You got your soap award. Now go clean that mouth out before you get started at Vegas. And that will do it right here for today's episode, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the best and trying out all the rest. Make sure to visit us at NASCARfieldfillers.com. I have been able to fill up the last few remaining minutes of your time, so I'm going to take the car and pull it right on into pit road, collect my last place winnings, and I am out. So you all take care. This has been the Field Filler Podcast. <laughs>